A downtown Austin crime scene just blocks from the Capitol. What we've learned about a deadly stabbing and a person of interest in the case. Plus an arrest in the murder of a Texas cheerleader. The suspect now in custody. And the first widespread freeze of the season expected in many areas tonight. Your first warning forecast is coming up. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Austin police detectives are investigating a homicide that happened in downtown Austin early this morning. Now, police say they got a call just after four this morning regarding a stabbing on Congress Avenue between 6th and 7th streets. Officers got to the scene within five minutes and started performing life-saving measures. The victim was taken to a hospital where that person died from their injuries. Detectives are still gathering preliminary information, but they do say a person of interest has been identified. It's unclear what led up to this stabbing. Tips led Austin police to a grisly scene at the West Bolden Creek Greenbelt. APD recently revealed they found skeletal remains there last month. You're looking at video we shot this weekend of the scene where those remains were found. On November 27th, the APD homicide unit received multiple tips that a murder happened there on the Greenbelt Trail and that the victim was buried there. Two days later, officials combed the scene with a search and rescue canine and found those remains. Police say autopsy results showed injuries consistent with the homicide. Texas State University's Forensic Anthropology Center is helping out with this investigation. And going in depth, the director of Texas State's Forensic Anthropology Center tells us they often help with police investigations involving skeletal or badly decomposed remains found outdoors. The university owns a research ranch specifically dedicated to learning more about how human remains decompose under various conditions. Texas State says that facility opened in 2008 and since then has conducted research on the decomposition of over 600 donor bodies. Well, this evening, District Attorney Jose Garza explains why his office dismissed cases against 17 Austin police officers related to their use of force during the May 2020 racial injustice protests. Several people were injured and those cases resulted in millions of dollars in lawsuits against the city. In conjunction with the city, the DA's office has requested the Department of Justice review APD's actions during those protests. KXN's Brianna Hollis sat down with the DA a day after he made that announcement. So let's start off by talking about the decision-making process behind dropping the 17 indictments. Through the course of our investigation, it became clear to us um, that systemic change is really necessary in the Austin Police Department in order to ensure that what happened during the protest never happens again. Some of those cases will move forward. We'll continue to prosecute four, four cases against four officers. Um, those cases had aggravating factors from our perspective. Um, the other set of cases, the 17 cases, um, it became clear to us during the course of our investigation that they, the, the conduct there was a byproduct um, of the systemic change that's really necessary at the Austin Police Department. Let's talk about the people who got hurt Absolutely. during these protests. Yes, please. Have you gone to speak to any of them regarding this decision? I have. We've spoken um, with as, as many of the victims in these cases as we were able to. I was able to personally speak with several of them. Um, and I think it is, I appreciate you asking that. I think it is really important that we remember that there are victims in these cases, that there were people who were um, seriously and significantly injured. Um, and I am hopeful that the prosecutions that will that are moving forward um, can bring some sense of justice for those 
folks. And it, again, I told you I spoke with some of the officers' attorneys. They said that they spoke with some of theirs who did have the indictments dropped against them. And their first reaction was relief, but they also said they were frustrated asking questions like, what was the point of being indicted in the first place. What is your response to that? Well, again, I want to reiterate that it was the view of members of our community who sat through three uh, separate grand jury panels. The criminal justice system worked for those officers the way it works for every single person accused of a crime in our community. And APD has previously said the protests grew riotous at points with people throwing frozen bottles at officers and attempting to get onto the interstate. Both the Austin Justice Coalition and various law enforcement groups have called the DA's moves regarding the indictments in general political. We'll have his response to that as well as insight from the Texas Municipal Police Association tonight after the NFL. One person was killed in a crash involving a semi-truck this morning on FM 969. Austin Travis County EMS says it happened near the intersection of Blue Bluff Road and FM 969. Officials saying two people were involved in that crash. One person died at the scene and another was taken to a hospital with potentially serious injuries. TxDOT says both the east and westbound lanes of that road were closed due to the crash. A man is now charged with capital murder in the death of a Texas cheerleader. 16-year-old Lizbeth Medina was found dead in a bathtub in her mother's apartment in the city of Edna on Tuesday. Edna is of southwest of Houston. Police announced today they arrested Rafael Romero yesterday. They say he was found in Schulenburg, that's southeast of Austin, after some help from the community. Romero is being held at the Jackson County Jail. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, a gorgeous, cool winter evening with incredibly clear skies and great visibility. Notice the sun getting a little low over the fall colors in Westlake Hills. Totally clear skies and cool temperatures on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. Temperatures were cooler than normal today, only remaining in the 50s in Austin. Currently, it's 54 in town, 57 in Burnett. Some cold weather expected tonight with these clear skies and bone dry air. Current dew point temperature is in the teens or even some single digits at times today that might have you reaching for the hand lotion or the lip balm. With these conditions, the temperatures are going to drop very quickly for holiday light shows tonight, including Mozart's. By 8 p.m., we're out in the 40s. Be sure to bundle up if you're heading out to get in the spirit on a Sunday evening. Coming up, we have a freeze warning in effect for pretty much the entire area. I'll show you where we wake up the coldest. It may surprise you, and also some heavy rain expected later this week. David, thank you so much. And with those temperatures David is talking about expected to drop to near freezing heading into tomorrow, the city of Austin announced today that its overnight cold weather shelters have been activated. Cold weather shelters are activated when overnight weather meets a certain criteria, like when temperatures are 32 degrees or colder, or 35 degrees with rain, or 35 degrees with a wind chill of 32 or colder. Now, you can still register for shelter services tonight between 6 and 8 p.m. at one Texas center that is located on Barton Springs Road. Cap Metro says they will help those registered with transportation from one Texas center to their shelter. A group of UT Austin students are having a first-hand impact on engineering and design work for Austin's upcoming Project Connect light rail system. UT civil engineering students worked during the fall semester regarding uh, part of the Ladybird Lake for the upcoming trail system. Students helped design walking and biking trails and also the area to meet existing trails. To see a project that you design actually get physically used and uh, you know improving, having the intended effects of 
improving traffic or improving cycling or improving movement in the uh, in the city is is a really really prideful feeling. So I'm looking forward to them feeling that uh, when this project happens. And Project Connect leaders say they want to continue collaborating with engineering students to help them get real-world experience before entering the profession. We want to make sure we bring those students in and get them that exposure um, and so that when they come in, they can actually step into the roles that we're in. And digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on this project online at KXAN.com. Up next, we're checking in on the devastation in Tennessee after tornadoes swept through the Nashville area last night. After a historic and busy year for Texas lawmakers, the state capitol is decking the halls for the holiday season. The efforts that went into a unique Christmas at the Texas House. Welcome back. At least six people, including a toddler, were killed after multiple tornadoes swept through Tennessee last night. This video was taken by a viewer in Madison, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville. You can see a tornado moving through at nighttime, reportedly hitting transformers, oh resulting in that green and blue glow. And then that huge explosion. How terrifying. And look at the devastation left behind. Roofs torn off, cars destroyed and power lines knocked into the road. Dozens more people were injured near Nashville and in the town of Clarksville. Some of that damage looking like powerful tornadoes. This all happened well northeast of our area. You can see the string of tornado reports on the map grouped from Nashville over to southern Kentucky. Just reading through the storm reports from the Storm Prediction Center and one of those tornadoes up in southern Kentucky was on the ground continuously for more than 13 miles. Typically when we get a brief tornado around here might be on the ground for just one mile. Back here at home, though, a lovely, cool day in the wake of the weekend cold front that left us only in the 50s today. This was actually the first December afternoon we've had so far cooler than normal at only 59. Still not a drop of rain, but that's going to change. I'll walk you through the, the wettest weather since October and some cold weather tonight when we come back. Well, here's a live look at the state capitol. Hanukkah is in full swing and the capitol is celebrating the holiday with a ceremony this afternoon. Now we have some video from the state capitol's south lawn where the Texas capitol menorah lighting ceremony is underway right now. They actually already lit it. Governor Greg Abbott delivered remarks before the lighting of the shamash or the servant candle of the capitol's menorah. The governor was joined at today's ceremony by local faith leaders. Texas lawmakers are finally home for the holidays after a historic year here in Austin. This year, the Texas legislature was in session for more days than ever before, leaving them working during December for one of the only times in history. And their work cut into some of the usual festivities over at the Capitol. Our Ryan Chandler shows us how the Capitol crew is adapting. It was nearly the session that stole Christmas. But the Capitol is finding some fun amid the fighting. We wanted to make sure, too, that we still brought the spirit of Christmas to the House floor, regardless of how many special sessions we're in. So. Long before December, Sergeant-at-Arms Kara Coffey starts the search for Christmas cheer. Her team scouts a tree each summer and spends the downtime of December bringing it to life. Basically, the Santas of the house. But like everything in Austin this year, it's not like usual. We're not normally here in December. Here's last year's tree and this year's tree. Lawmakers still had work to do on that floor after all. With unprecedented sessions going on, we really were um, having a plan B, C, and D in our back pockets for this. On the house's, albeit smaller, tree, 
big reminders of their purpose. Members have constituents back home design an ornament to show off their district, representing the diverse regions and religions of Texas. Take Uvalde Representative Tracy Kings, a symbol of strength for Uvalde, and the families celebrating their second Christmas without their loved ones. Reminders of the work still left to do. They may be back sometime after the holidays, but until then, every Texan can enjoy a unique Christmas in the Texas house. To be able to still bring Christmas to the house and pivot and work with the weirdness of 2023, um, but still be able to create these memories for the public and for our members and their families, I think is still huge. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. The Texas legislature has worked in December only seven times in history. The last time was in 1992. Governor Abbott has previously threatened to call lawmakers back in January or February to try and pass his plan for education savings accounts. Well, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. So uh, how's the weather looking for today? Well, we've actually got some important stuff. It feels yeah. cool out there right now, but a freeze warning is in effect for pretty much everyone, including the Austin area. Let's cut to the map here. Freeze warning in effect for what could be the, wide, the first widespread freeze of the season. You might say, didn't we already have that? Well, the airport did actually see an early season freeze back in early November, but Austin, Camp Mabry, it's only been 35. So tonight into tomorrow morning from 2 a.m. to 9 a.m., it would be wise, even in the Austin area to be on the safe side. Go ahead and protect your four peas before bedtime. Make sure your pets have somewhere warm to be. Might want to drip the pipes, plants, and people on a freezing cold night. Now, our meteorologist Nick Bannon put together a little perspective on if this is early or late, and this will kind of be a, a late first freeze for our area in the Hill Country. This typically happens in early or mid-November. Eastern counties, the average first freeze is also well behind us. Notice this little urban heat island in Austin and down in San Antonio, but even our average first freeze is already in the rearview mirror in early December, so we're kind of overdue for it, to be honest. Beautiful sunshine as the sun is going down in the next 12 or 13 minutes. 54 degrees. Notice not a cloud around. The cedar count is down after causing some trouble from that windy front. Now it's low mold in the medium category. So when we look for a freezing cold night, a couple things can change that, keeping us warmer. One would be a blanket of clouds. I sure don't see that, and that's not going to change overnight. But another thing that can stir up the atmosphere and keep us from totally bottoming out it is wind. Right now, we still have a 5 to 10 mile per hour wind blowing from the north. That will settle down as the sun sets. But overnight tonight, especially in the hill country, as the Arctic high pressure shifts east of I-35, we may actually see a little south wind developing. Now, I still want you to prepare for a freeze out there. But as you can see here, dripping springs burn it. If we do see that light south wind materialize, it could actually keep the hill country slightly warmer than the rest of us. 32 is our forecast tonight in Austin. Some of the coldest air actually east of I-35 with some upper 20s to start your morning tomorrow. There's that cold, clear, high-pressure system sliding east. The weather quite pleasant after that for a couple days this week. But here's your first warning on what could be a period of very wet weather later this week. A storm system is hitting the Pacific Northwest right now and projecting this forward a couple days from now. It's already bringing clouds and a chance of rain to Texas. If we look toward the main impact day from this storm, that is going to be 
Friday, the low pressure makes a closer approach. Plenty of moisture to work with. Widespread rain and thunderstorms likely through much of the day on Friday, clearing out in time for most of our weekend plans. But look at this. This could be the heaviest rain that we've seen in the area in a couple of months. Two to even three inches looking expected at this point. Again, the majority of that falling on Friday. Fingers crossed this materializes. It's about time we get some wet weather in this El Nino winter. Tonight, clear and cold, 32 degrees. Tomorrow, a pleasant day with a high temperature up to 64. After that, clouds start to increase a bit later this week with a few showers starting Wednesday. The main rain event with chilly air comes Friday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good evening. It is the showdown tonight in Arlington. You can watch it right here on KXAN. Sunday night football, Cowboys and Eagles and the Cowboys trying to avenge that loss in Philly about a month ago. They had so many chances to win that game, but in the end, they come up short. Now, though, just a game back, they've rattled off four consecutive wins since the loss. Philadelphia coming off a loss. So, again, Cowboys two losses, or three losses, rather. Eagles with two. So, so much on the line. All eyes have been pointing to this one for a while. Yeah, because these are the moments that we've we've prepared for, to be honest with you. I mean, not that we didn't for all these other past games, but, you know, we, we understood that um, we need all these games. But this is the this is the stretch in the season when you look at the schedule that you had to you had to be excited about. And obviously, as the season has played out and the numbers have gotten where they've gotten, you see that you see the uh, the division right here um, in potential grabs. You see uh, the other playoff teams that you're going to play play in the back end of this thing is. Uh, these are the moments that, that we've prepared for, we've built for, that we've worked this this culture for, this brotherhood, and uh, that's why we've got to be detailed. That's what that's the the focus to this team. Um, obviously, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of noise. Other people are going to try to make it different than maybe what it is for us. But for us in division in this locker room, it's about playing our best ball right now, so so we can use that momentum as we move forward. This afternoon, the. Texans in New York, Garrett Wilson, the late Travis Cavalier, and C.J. Stroud, the former Ohio State teammates. And then the Jets, well, their offense has been anemic, but they got it going after a scoreless first half, and it was ignited by a third and 12 pass from Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson, and that leads to the first score of the game. Randall Cobb, touchdown Jets, and then the Jets, they go up 14 to nothing before Devin Singletary punches it in. Extra point, no good. Here come the Jets again. Suddenly, they're an offensive juggernaut. Brees Hall with the touchdown. Then things go from bad to worse for the Texans. C.J. Stroud hit. Watch the head right here. He was taken out of the game into concussion protocol. Not sure of his status for the Titans. Tough loss for D'Amico Ryans and the Texans as they go to the Titans next week. We're back after this. Texas volleyball team, they are going back to the Final Four. Another amazing run for the Longhorns. After that marathon match against Tennessee Thursday, taking on Stanford, a team that's been tough on the Longhorns, including this year, beat Texas in Austin. And the Longhorns get off to that solid start. Watch right in the middle. Asia O'Neill on her way down, gets the winner, and Texas takes a one-zip lead in this one. Then Stanford, you knew they would not go quietly, and the Cardinal come back to win the second game so now you get that pivotal third game to give a team a two to one lead and Texas jumped out to an early lead and there it is Madison Skinner the Big 12 player of the year. So now just trying to close it out and avoid that white knuckler of a fifth set and the Longhorns do just that there it is ball hits the cord and Texas celebrates 
They are the defending national champs, and they will get a chance. They're a win closer from another shot at a national title. They're headed to Tampa to take on Wisconsin Thursday. We're back after this.